Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Jaden, and I am Jody. I apologize for the lack of music for the intro for this, but I haven't quite figured out how to play the music on my phone and add it to my podcast, so... Either way, I sometimes just feel the need to record, and that is what I do, because that is who I am. And mostly what I wanted to talk about today was how life is really just a journey to discover who you are. Everything we go through, everything that happens, all of our experiences, how we react, how we feel, how we respond, leads us to who we are. And every day, every experience, every new trauma, every new heartache, every new wonderful thing that happens leads us to discover ourselves and oftentimes that is frustrating oftentimes it gets us down life can really break you but how you get through it or if you don't get through it tells you all about yourself there is not one other human being on this earth that we really give a fuck about except ourselves because what happens to us with us because of us for us is all about us And us is a term that means more than one. But in this instance, it means just one. And what I am learning about myself is not always fun. In fact, most times it is difficult, it is disappointing, it is a letdown. But if you don't learn how to adapt to those letdowns, to those challenges, to those things that make you who you are, you will never learn to love yourself. And in the end, that is the only person that will love us is us. There I go with the us again. Right now, I was currently feeling that I am very pushy. I I don't want to admit that. I honestly don't because pushy is not something anybody wants in our lives. Nobody wants somebody else constantly telling us, well, anything. And... (laughs) just following my friend downtown tonight so we can go watch the Mayweather-McGregor fight. My own driving, I can tell, I am pushy. I know where he needs to go, and just because he didn't get over doesn't mean I don't know where that is where he means to go. So, I will go that way. I will get over first, and, you know, that's just not respectful. It's, It's not. And I don't want to be disrespectful but I am finding out that I am I'm finding out a lot this weekend this has been a very frustrating, complicated but at the same time inspirational and innovating weekend for me I've learned quite a bit I've learned about adult children bullying their parents I've learned about parent alienation syndrome and how parents can alienate their children from the other parent and just how honestly detrimental that can be to a child. How much that can break a child down to the point that they may be abusive to that other parent. And yes, I may be describing my own personal situation, but I have to say I did not know these things before this weekend. So definitely educational definitely self-reflective but 
not something that I am going to allow to break me down or get me down. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to better myself and my situations so that all of the self-help videos I watched this weekend, they are not going to... The, the horrible things that I've seen, that I've learned about, that people can do to each other, I'm going to do the best I can to make sure that they don't happen to me and my loved ones. Do I have control of that? Not entirely. Do I have some influence? Absolutely. And parental alienation is a thing. It is actually a raging epidemic in our society today. One out of every two marriages ends in divorce. I do not know the ratio of how many of those divorces have children. But I, I'm sure that many, many, many of them do. And when one parent is so hurt by the divorce, they use the children... I, I've heard this term before. They use children as a weapon. And I, I didn't honestly get the entire picture before watching these videos. But parental alienation is devastating not just devastating to the parent that is being alienated, but it is devastating to the children involved. When children who have good, healthy, happy experiences with both parents in and following a divorce are influenced by one parent to believe that those happy, healthy good experiences were not that and that the parent involved in those experiences who's no, who's no longer involved the one that is that they are divorcing when this is difficult for me because I really didn't realize this was going on in my own life until now because when I divorced my husband I left him because he could not give me what I needed that is the bottom line I needed more and he could not provide it. And I found that I was able to provide it on my own and, and that he was actually uh, uh, abusive. And I thought by leaving him that I was protecting my children from experiencing our relationship, from having to watch the negative things that were going on between us. And now I'm learning that my children are now being more abused in the aftermath than they ever could have been during. That may sound confusing, but hopefully I can explain. I didn't want to stay married to my husband because I did not want my children to believe that a man and a woman who were married didn't have to love each other that they could fight all the time, that they could not like each other, but they would stay together, and that that was what they could expect from life. I wanted more from life, which is why I left. I want my children to get more from life, and I wanted to be able to give them a better perspective on the happiness that could be obtained from life. So, I left. Now, I am finding... And my story is truly more complicated because I cannot say in the beginning 
that he alienated me because he could not. I was the full-time custody parent. He had them every other weekend. However, on the weekends that they did go with him, he was depressed, he was sad, he was down. And the children would come home telling me things like, Mom, my dad needs me and you won't let me help him. I thought that was a normal response when children were involved in a divorce. That one parent would feel left out and that the children would be impacted by that. And indeed they are. But when that parent has more custody than the other and that is still the victim role that they continue to portray, the children feed into that more and more. I was fortunate in that I had full custody so when my children would come home from that heart-wrenching experience of being with a parent who was sad and depressed and needed help, possibly professional help, my children took on the role of trying to help him. That is not a role children should ever, ever have to take on. But it was one that my children, why wouldn't they? When children love their parents and one of them is hurting, it should be a natural response to try to help. But as parents, we should never allow children to assume that role. And, and I, I guess I should be grateful for the 10 years that they couldn't take on that role because they were with me most of the time. So when they would come home, there were three or four days where it, it took time to reintegrate my children into our normal life where they could go to school and be happy and worry about things that kids have to worry about. Like, did my friend come to school today? And did I remember to do my homework? And what are we having for lunch? But there are some children who, who don't get that break. And, like, I can't quite get into that either. Um, and I don't know how far I can actually go with this podcast because, well, we're almost to where we're going, but I've taken down many of my my podcasts, many of them, because first of all, I don't think anyone's listening, but second of all, I don't think anybody gives a fuck about the trauma or the drama going on in my life, but I am learning that it is epidemic. I am not the only person who is suffering from what I am suffering from. I am not unique in my struggle. In fact, there are many, many people, adults, children involved in what's going on in my life not not involved but who are suffering from what's well eh, okay let's just say I need to work on how to talk but parental alienation is huge my children are grown now but my ex-husband has not spoken to me in two years that is two years of my children being around their father, interacting with their father, and currently living with their father. And to me, as my son told me last night, I am dead to him. I am dead to my co-parent. I am dead to the other person who is supposed to be working with me to raise our children. And he insisted that I should make my ex dead to me that that was the only way to continue. I disagree. I disagree hugely. I do not believe you should ever consider someone who is not dead as dead. And you should never deny a child the right to have a relationship with the other parent. 
never believed that. Even in the 10 years that my ex and I were divorced, I never denied my children the right to spend time with their parents. He chose to only have his children every other weekend because he was moving back in with mom who lived on the other side of our city. And, and that was all he wanted was every other weekend. So that was what he got. But after 10 years of divorce and, well, a few years of me going through some issues of my own, I ended up in jail. And I was in jail for six months. Now, during those six months, my ex did not take the opportunity that was presented to him, which was that he could have his children 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He did not do that. He still continued his every other weekend because my parents took on the responsibility that I once had, which was to care for our four children 24 hours a day. He waited until I got out of jail, found myself without a car, without a home, without a job. And at that time, he tried to develop a relationship with me once again. I think he hoped in my weakness that I might see him as a good choice. But I didn't. I knew our history. I knew how it would turn out. And I knew it would not be good for me, and it would not be good for them. It would not be good for him. And I turned him down. And from that day forward, he refused to speak to me. Now, because I had lost my car, my job, my home, I didn't have a place to keep my children. So he got a place of his own, and the children moved in with him. But the children moved in with a father who refused to acknowledge that they had a mother. That is a very, very difficult situation for a child to be in. Both mother and father are very, very important to a child. And when you deny the existence of the other parent, you harm the child. Especially when the children are fully dependent on you, which in this case, they were. They were fully dependent upon him for their living situation, their food. Their, they were fully dependent on him. And when he does not want to hear anything about me, their mother, they stop talking about me. They stop... They stop loving me because he does not love me. He does not want me to be alive or exist because he is so angry that, that I denied him. And so they take on... They take on that hate. They take on that anger. But it is displaced. It is not theirs. It is like... <laughs> it is like someone in a kidnapped situation. You have to adapt to what your captive... Captive? Captivator? Captive? I don't know. But you are forced to become one with the feelings of the person who holds you hostage. And my children have done that. Not all of them. Okay, I will admit, not all of them. Not all of them take that on. But two out of four have. 
a third is struggling and the fourth is just amazing my daughter is amazing I will continue this podcast, I promise. I'm parking to go to the fight. I hope you all have a good evening. Please listen again. I think this is important. And it's taken me a while to remember why I do this podcast. But I think I remember. And I think I have a lot to give. Thank you for listening. This is Jaded and I am Jody.